gets 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Welcome back to the Fool Week Podcast. I am your host, Serge Barrett. I honestly thought you were going to say welcome back to the future. And I am Patrick. <laughs> and I'm Matt. Who's coming back for the future, yes. Uh, what? Really? No, that's not what I... God damn it, Matt. Anyway, hi. Welcome to our episode. Matt, I'm what... you didn't think about it. I, I know. I'm sorry, son. <laughs> One day dad will understand what you're saying. <laughs> And you will appreciate every moment. What? <laughs> I don't know either. What the fuck? Anyway, Back to the Future. That was part. all you. All right. So we are doing Back to the Future Part Two, and I and um, we're doing a whole sequel month of movies that we've already covered, and that's a bit weird with this one because we never actually covered Back to the Future. Me and you know. No, and we've and me and Matt neither. Oh, okay. We've so, talked about it in passing in all these podcasts. We have made references. Me and Matt have quoted it maybe too many times. Too many. Too many. I think you've... Uh, there's like several episodes of this podcast where you've screamed, we have to go back. <laughs> yes. Just make a little compilation of that. Don't do it. No, no. no. Uh, Ten not. years from now. <laughs> we have to go back. We have to go back. We have to go back. <laughs> go back. We have to go back. Um, this, however, is the reason for this episode is because it's actually a film week revisited episode. Uh, this are taking place, uh, taking the place of the classic revisited episodes that we did all throughout the last season, focusing on classic movies we already watched. What? No, like, <laughs> what are you talking? Because I looked at Matt's face when you said season. Season. Oh yeah, that's right. You're still mad about the season. Anyway. <laughs> he told me you got mad because you. He's referring to this current year as season, and you're like. Is it a year? Just a year? Like <laughs> I told him, uh, you got pissed at me recently because I said our second he season. Even remember, so oh god, damn it! You got mad at me because now said, I'm mad all over again. Of our last year season, <laughs> um, we did classic revisited, which we revisited movies that we have already watched. This year, however, is the fifth year anniversary of the film of week, and he just keeps staring. I'm just gonna put my hand over it, this is a visual medium so we just uh just bear with me is the fifth year anniversary of the original series that this podcast is based off which was a written series focusing on one film a week hence the name and we started it all off or i started it all off with back to the future part two when this episode's air airs it will be a five years and a day to the day that I reviewed it on January 11th, 2013. Is it to the day if it's the day after? It's five... Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm an idiot. See? You said five years and a day to the day. To the day. Well, I... Doesn't that... No. <laughs> Would it be five years to the day if it was... Yeah, if it was on the day. You know, if I release it early, it's okay. He said and a day to the day. So, to the day plus a day. This is co- as confusing as paradoxes. <laughs> 
So it's not to the dead. No, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No. Um, Maybe he just couldn't figure out how to word, uh, you know, a year and a day later. Okay. I'm going to let it go. <laughs> the original mission of this, the original series, was to focus on films that I, that on new features, classics I hadn't seen before, and films people have probably never heard about. And judging by last year's whole run of movies, uh, there was a lot of movies that pe- you people didn't know about. I think for, except for probably Les the Oblique or In the Realm of the Senses. Yeah. Or a lot of the criteria. <laughs> oh shit, he has flashbacks. Go listen to that episode. I think there were a certain amount that I didn't watch. Like I had known about them, but I just didn't see them. So, our, that whole thing kicked off with covering a sequel. So this whole first month is sequel month based on the fact that we did Back to the Future 2. And not only did film we cover Back to the Future 2, we covered other sequels such as, and I mentioned it at the end of our Moonlight episode, we cover sequels such as Pokemon the Movie 2000, Star Trek 2 The Wrath of Khan, and let's see, other one. Um, they're about, those are two of the two sequels that we covered. Oh, and The World's End, which is the third part of a trilogy. The Cornell Trilogy. Not necessarily the sequel, but part of a series Mm -hmm. of films in itself. So, Back to the Future 2 was chosen because I fucking love Back to the Future and I wanted to look ahead two years into the future, according to this movie. And now we're looking at it two years back. back. And, or three years, give or take. But, I am let down with science. (laughs) Are you? Yeah. Okay, so it's two years back from where we're recording it in December, but it's going to be like about three years when you, when you guys hear this. <sighs> Y'all remember the plot of this movie? Yeah. Of course you do. Everyone and their fucking mom has seen it. So Marty McFly, played by Michael J. Fox, and Doc Brown, played by Christopher Lloyd, are have to go to the year 2015 to stop Marty's kid from being a asshole or something. Yeah. Upon there, they stop that, and they come across... Uh, due to some random dude coming up to Murray McFly saying, I should have put some money on the Cubbies for them winning the World Series, even though they would have won until next year in real life. Just bullshit. He gets a, he gets the sports almanac from a nostalgia shop. A novelty shop, yeah. Yes, yeah, so a novelty shop in order to try and place bets in the past. However, Doc tells him no, and older Biff gets his hand on it. Does... Going back in time, doing what Marty wanted to do, and fucking up the year of 1985. Yeah. Creating an alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. That is your premise for the sequel. For Donald do- Trump, I mean Biff Tannen. <laughs> <laughs> for Donald Trump, Biff Tannen fucked it all up. This is the sequel to the 1985 film. This film was released in 1989, but still set in 1985. Try to make sense of it all. Because this sequel was never supposed to happen. And uh, maybe it shows. <laughs> the writer's Bob Gale himself said, if we knew we were going to do a sequel, we would have never put Jennifer in the car. Jennifer also, played by a different person, Claudia Wells in the original Back to the Future, is now played by Elizabeth Shue, my 80s crush. Shoe. <laughs> Shoe. Mad about Shoe. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I like about Shoe. Shoe. Yeah, so this is a also uh, this is your this was your introduction to the Back to the Future series, right? This wasn't my first time watching it, but the, when it I was, was your a, introduction when you were growing up. When I was a kid, this is the one I watched all the time because whoever lent us the movie had, only had that part of the series. 
weird. Yeah. <laughs> what an inter- what an odd choice. Matt, do you remember the first time you watched Back to the Future Part Two? No. <laughs> Simple. Straight to the point. I remember this was one of the ones I, I rented at the video store, but then I bought. we ended up buying the whole trilogy, so I just got to see them all on one go. <laughs> it, was, it was fucking fantastic. Um, and uh, this movie takes place... What was the date again? It was October 15th? Nine, yeah, no, October, October 21st, 2015. Right. Which I went to the theater to go see it on... October 21st, 2015, and I saw it was a double feature of the first movie and this movie. Nice. And it was two blocks away from Whittier High School, which is Hill Valley High School in this movie, which all the people up in Whittier, California, were cheering when the minute they saw Hill Valley High School. Yeah, go Whittier! That's how it was. (laughs) Yeah, we did that. Yeah, fuck them. (laughs) Cops are assholes. (laughs) Yeah. Well... It was it was it was a nice moment I guess, <laughs> but it was cool. Uh, no, it was definitely awesome to see all that on the big screen. Um, rewatching it now and having rewatched it then, man, I have a lot of stuff to talk about this one because we're looking at it not as people that oh we like Back to the Future. We're trying to attempting to look at it with a critical eye. And boy, do we got shit to say. <laughs> So, well, for you, you guys have already what, talked, seen this movie a thousand times. And if you've never seen Back to the Future, why are you listening to a podcast about the second one? Watch the fucking first one. Please. Please do. You have do. to go back. You have to. <laughs> Gonna go back in time. Do, 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 do. Play the trailer. It's the power of love. Do you remember the future? You've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Are we back? Future? October 21st, 2015. Marty, we're going to be able to see our wedding. Wow. Future. I got to check this out, Doc. Look what happened to your son. He's a complete wimp. Don't talk to anyone. You've been looking. Don't touch anything. I need to borrow your hoverboard. Try not to look at anything. I didn't invent the time machine to win at gambling. I can't lose. I invented a time machine to travel through time. Hey, Doc, I'm all for that. What's wrong with making a few bucks on the side? Now, the time continuum has been disrupted, creating an alternate 1985. There have been a few changes. It's like we're in hell or something. No, it's Hill Valley, although I can't imagine hell being much worse. But they'll all be back. Eat wet slackers! Biff? Hello? Hello, anybody home? Why they can't be you? You're so big. Michael J. Fox. Christopher Lloyd. Michael J. Fox. More like a couple of teenagers, you know? And Michael J. Fox. Mom, is that you? Steven Spielberg presents a Robert Zemeckis film, Back to the Future, Part 2. 
coming November 22nd to theaters everywhere. And we're Fuck back. Reagan. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. I've, I've mentioned this before, but yeah, fuck that dude. And we're back. Fuck Reagan. Oh, Who am I? <laughs> Just guess. <laughs> um, oh, I said that because he has Alzheimer's. Oh, <laughs> he had Alzheimer's. Yeah, he don't apologize. Now. It's okay. He's no, not. I was apologizing for not using the correct <coughs> Jesus, I don't give a fuck about Ronald Reagan. He killed someone. I don't. I don't kill. I don't care either. Anyway, you guys are listening to the trailer for uh, Back to the Future Part Two, and we finished watching it. Well, um, well, after before the intro, huh? Boys, how was it revisiting this movie? It was okay. Uh, yeah, that about sums it up. This movie is kind of just middle of the road okay. That first act is really shit, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it was fun to see the futuristic skateboard chase, but other than that, it's That okay. whole setup was really bad. Like, the second, like, everything happens, you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, because when it, they it take seems... Jennifer out of the car, I was immediately like, wouldn't it be... Why would you take the love of your life, your girlfriend, out of the car, the safe time-traveling machine, and... Put her in a dumpster alleyway. Yeah, like it. it the only reason that part exists. And then exists, leave her for like an hour. And as I told you, the only reason that part exists is because they, they clearly said the future in the first one, and also just for a plot device, just to begin the plot. But even then, like you could have put it in any other time, mm-hmm. probably, or the future, or you could even put it like made it from 2050 to like oh the 80s, like to the the early 90s or something. Yeah, something real, kind of realistic. Um, but uh, as you said, it doesn't pick up until way later because this movie it doesn't not- pick up till probably about. Would you say like the alternate timeline? I would say the alternate timeline. Oh yeah, definitely. But that's not you- until like thirty minutes in, maybe a little more. Um, it's about so the whole like future thing is like the whole future thing is that's like probably a good fifteen or something minutes. It felt like because this movie is not that long. This no, movie, it's not. this movie's an hour like and forty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, like, it doesn't pick up until when they get to the alternate stuff, and you're, like, invested because there's this, you get to see him have fun with the fact that, like, oh, Hill Valley is in fucking ruin. Yeah, for and, some, also somehow, like, it's a dystopian society as well. Mm-hmm. Not just Hill Valley, because it's a shit, like, it's not, it's like a whole, it's like a somehow worse version of Detroit, but, like, Reagan has, eight, has like, abolished that law about presidential terms, and he's on his fifth term already. Yeah, Nixon. Nixon, oh, my bad, yeah, Nixon is, <coughs> Nixon is about to go to his fifth term. Yeah. His fourth term. And it's all derelict, and it's, like, dis- like destroyed, and fucking Biff, ha- Biff Tannen is now, like, a Donald Trump-esque tycoon. Donald Trump. Uh, Pretty much. <laughs> giant casino tower with his name on it, a uh, small penis uh, to go with it. And, and that's he what... keeps his wife locked up in there. Yeah. Uh, you're tax- right, yeah, like... Using taxpayer money to fucking have people there. Mm-hmm. And and that's what the bo- that's what uh the two Bobs, uh Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale, like that's who they based Biff Ten and fe- alternate Biff Ten and on. They based it off Trump. Yeah. And then it then it fucking happened. happened. Is that why he had the thirty eight? Because his hands are so small. Yeah, can't too tiny to hold a regular human gun. Oh, all right. Yeah, like um. Especially anyways. What? No, no, no. <laughs> You guys are fine. No, I'm still waiting for the White House to have like a fucking neon sign with Donald Trump burning money and smoking a cigarette. But Donald Trump is not as cool looking as Biff Tannen in that sign. I guess. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, that's just. 
Biff Tannen is affably evil. He's just an idiot. Yeah, so was Donald Trump until he, you know, until no, he, he wasn't. No, 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 yeah, no, I agree. The fucking, that shit's scary. Oh, so back to the future thing really quick. Uh, Robert Zemeckis said that he didn't really did not want the movie to take place in the future. That's because he felt that every time a movie takes place in the future, it is mispredicted. And that's exactly what happened with this one. Oh, yeah, they were way off. Mm-hmm. Some of it was funny, but like other parts weren't. Yeah, like here, like like when when a newspaper is saying like Queen Diana, you're just like cringing a bit. Yeah, I mean like Queen Elizabeth is totally still alive, so they got that way off. Yeah, or <laughs> you know the infamous Cubs could win in 2015. They were close. You're the only one who cares about that, to be honest. They were because well, I'm a Back to the Future person. No, because you mentioned that several times. Yes, I give a shit. To the point where we did a whole fucking thing about it because of Rookie of the Year. And I resent you for it. I know. Are you still mad at me for Rookie of the Year? Don't listen to that podcast. We were drunk. That was the only way I was able to make it out of that It was amazing. No, no, the drinking. It's a horrible movie. Never watch it. Basketball. Basketball's fucking great. We're getting off topic. We should, one day, we should cover basketball just to say fucking we did basketball. (laughs) I like the movie. Orgasmo. Never seen Orgasmo. Never seen Orgasmo. You saw Orgasmo. We watched it here. No, I never did. We watched it here. I must have not remembered it then because I don't remember anything. I remember the little Mormon guy. I know the infamous. That's all I remember. Did he have like a strap on his head? Wait, no! It's coming back to me. <laughs> You've seen Orgasmo. Slowly. Not the, not everything. T-Rex. Uh... Big fat lady. Oh! The infamous... I know one line from that movie. The hey, movie. Man. No. Hey, man. The, the, hey, uh, man. the infamous... Hey, yeah! Man. The infamous lineup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. The infamous... Yeah! Suck that cock line. <laughs> I remember the little tiny dude that was in basketball was in Orgasmo. He was the little sidekick. Yeah. Chota boy. But, oh, uh, yeah, no, the, that, the, the fucking whole Cubs thing before we got to a uh, lovely talk about Orgasmo. Uh, uh, didn't happen until the next year after. And then what was interesting during that sequence, you pointed out that Doc's shirt looked like it had QR codes, which it did. It really did look like that. And you pointed out that one flying car in one sequence, a black car, it looked like a Prius. But <laughs> some things, right? And the future is kind of imaginative, but it also feels kind of like... You're only doing it just so you could put 80s references in there. So it could still Ref- feel, yeah. yeah so t- it could still make people who are watching like, haha, they think what we're doing is going to be dated. Haha, the 80s will live forever. And then fucking 20, 30 years later, we're watching Stranger Things. And like, haha, fucking 80s suck. <laughs> at, least the 80, at least the music in the 80s, you know, pretty much stayed the same and didn't die out almost <laughs> like... What three, three, four years before the end of the fucking decade? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they're doing <laughs> like disco. Yeah, they're doing like Max Headroom shit, and it's like I kind of like that part. That's I, cool. I, I dug that part. Like that was kind of cool. You get a young Elijah Wood, which is cool. First appearance wearing, uh, I believe, a spaghetti strainer on his head. Yeah, yeah. And uh, first appearance on our podcast. Never had Elijah Wood here. Huh. Little Elijah Wood. Maybe... Great actor, actually. Really cool. He really is cool. covered The Faculty in any Lord of the Rings? Thing? No, we have never covered Lord of the Rings. Or The Faculty. Faculty's a good movie. Um, I, I'll consider it, because I don't remember. I haven't seen it in a long-ass time. The, the few times I've watched it, I remember just, always liking it. No, uh, but Patrick Stewart... No, not Patrick Stewart. Robert Patrick is genuinely terrifying in that. Ooh, nice. Um, The one thing I do like about the future thing is what everyone else liked about the future thing. I fucking want a hoverboard. 
Yeah, not that stupid shit we got now. You know, yeah, where it's two wheels and it's like hey, you hover. You no, you don't. No, no, no. You have wheels. They're on the ground. It's not a hoverboard. You just made a stick with wheels. Yeah, it's not Pretty the same. Much. It's just a board. It's just a uniboard. Yeah. Whatever. But it's also very boring to see this future. You made a tilty plank. Yeah. It's also very boring to kind of see this future. Because nothing really happens of consequence that affects the plot besides the re- revelation of the plot or like the movement. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool to look at and we get a cool hoverboard chase, but that's kind of like... The eh. resolution of that part doesn't even happen until 3 now that you think, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like that whole thing about... It's like Marty gets into an accident at some point in his present. Mm-hmm. And it's not resolved until the third one. Which is when pr- Jennifer's like, don't do the thing! Stop! Stop! Don't do it! And then yeah. he's like, okay, I won't. And, like, throughout the film, all the stuff that they're putting into the film doesn't get paid off till the third one. Which uh, which makes me... Which is the reason why I kind of like the third one more than this one. Because it's like, oh, everything's Hot working take. out. Yeah, everything's working out, like, really well. That's cool. And when you mentioned that, like, watching this film, watching this one, you notice it a lot more. Like, even Matt, with your whole thing about Doc's shirt, it, le- it that's kind of a lead into it. Oh, yeah. Like, at one point, Doc has a... Uh, a train, you, uh, like, a, like this sh- shirt with trains and horses on it. It's like, oh, it's reference to like his love of the West and stuff. And then, well, you pointed out immediately. Yeah, Matt's the one who wondered that. Yeah, out. you Ooh. can talk. It's okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm, I only got like three hours of sleep. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. It's okay. You'll live, maybe. I don't know. Um. Kill me now, Lord. Okay. <laughs> 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 He's like looking up. Jeez, bitch. bitch, I've had my eye on you for a while. Whoa, hey. <laughs> nope. It's like that scene from Family Guy when Meg wants to die and then God has her in his crosshair. Yeah, like a sniper. He's like, stand still a bitch. <laughs> that shit's great. Um, But, like, even they introduce Mad Dog Tannen, they introduce the concept of Doc wanting to go to the West. It's all, like, set up just for the third movie. And this whole movie is just a setup for the next movie. Yeah. It ends with the fucking trailer for the next movie. Which, which came out like a, what, like a year after, two years Yeah, because they shot both back-to-back. Yeah, which probably makes sense. Yeah, which is uh, funny looking at it now, or like watching this movie now, is because they haven't taken off the trailer at the end, because mm-hmm. it's still a part of the movie. So it's funny when it pops up and it's like, coming summer 1990. <laughs> <laughs> like, a little late there. Yeah, we're a little, fuck, we're well, oh. we have to go back, shit, okay. But it, it it's... Like, I think this film works more if you watch three immediately after. Yeah, I wanted to watch it immediately after. Yeah, it's a f- and third third one. Like a lot of people give a shit, but having rewatched it, it's it's fun. That's moments. Yeah, I, I like third. I like three. I never really have a problem with it. Yeah, never had one either. I I like that because it it's like okay, we took out we took now they're no longer anywhere near the eighties. And now it's back. There's no cars. There's no anything. There's just horses and trash. And there's like, care. You're getting to know these characters more, and you just want to see a satisfying end to the story. And Doc gets a romance and all that. Cause it, for me, this trilogy has always been this. The first story is Marty. The first movie is Marty's story. Second movie is Biff's story. But trying to take him down. The third movie is straight up Doc's story. Yes. It's these characters that we care about, exception probably of Biff. But it's their their stories told in throughout. Oh yeah, sure. all, yeah, and they're all connected. One thing that stuck with me throughout the movie is something you pointed out like very early on. It's Marty's 
uh, tick or like behavioral thing that they introduced out of nowhere. It's famous now because like the, the the series is so famous, but it's Marty being called chicken. It's so stupid. Like I didn't realize it until you said it. I was like, you, you're like, that it was never in the first one, and I was all like, the crux of the entirety of these next two movies are on something they just threw in out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, and then in the third movie, it's pretty much like some sort of genetic predisposition to overreact when you're called a coward. Yeah, yeah, from his like grandpa, right? From Seamus McFly, yeah. yeah. And it's like, wait, but that was never in the first one. Yeah. So you're just adding all this shit just to add it. They what, just needed some the fuck tension. fuck with these midichlorians? <laughs> That's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, they needed tension for when he gets back to the present, or his present. But it's not, I don't know, it's it's not really necessary. Cause, it's not at all. But it's only necessary because of the second one. Right, throw it in the trash. Um. <laughs> yeah. So the sec, the reason why that whole chicken thing, you're gonna keep that in there, right? Yes. <laughs> the only reason why the second one works, it's just weird because that whole chicken thing just throws everything off. It's weird because it's in this weird, it's in this weird time paradox where the chicken thing is revealed in the future, and then we see what happens to Marty in the future because because of the chicken thing. But if you if you get rid of that. Then him going to the past in general and that resolution goes away. Yeah. It's, it's so not good. It's It's a really bad point of the series. It is, and there's a there's as much as I admire this, there's a lot of bad stuff. Not bad stuff, but you know what? No. There's bad stuff and there's stuff that just like but why though throughout the movie? Most of it's in the future to me. Like after the after they get out of the future I start liking the movie more. Mm-hmm. Because the, the you, once again, you're you're getting on the right track of like this alternate world. You've never seen it before. The stakes are Dick. actually like important to Marty and to like. Not only does he got to like make sure that his life that he fixed is back to normal, but like the life of all these people that he's affected are back to normal now. Yeah, like the entirety of Hill Valley is like a like a wasteland. Well, the future didn't really matter anyway. I mean, we're watching it from. I meant from like eighty five. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, the the future in general in the movie didn't really matter because we're focused on the characters that are fucking with the shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I see your point. It's just because they're, like, they make, like, if they don't fuck with the shit, then then Marty ends up as, like, some sniveling, like, office dude who, like, can't play guitar anymore. Yeah, under the fucking... Making so, shady deals with Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. By the way, when I saw that as a kid, I had no idea what the hell he was trying to do with the guitar. I was like, man, this old guy sucks with guitar. Yeah. Like, I was just like, what the fuck? He can't play him. He's just so frustrated because it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> also, their their idea of fashion is just way off. Oh, hell yeah. Like, oh. two ties the, the was the one you tie, been... the outward pocket. Well, the, you know, the outward pocket section kind of makes sense. Yeah, but that one... I, the... I feel like I've seen that, like, enough. The one thing that did stay, oddly enough, or that did happen, was the hat reflective hat thing. Yeah, the reflective hat. But only hat. because the movie exists. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I actually want. I would. I would actually oh, want. There to was wear like a hat. good like, probably like the two years surrounding the like before the actual 2015. The hat came into style. Yeah. It's not really in style as much anymore, but I, you'll see it pop up once in a while. Mm-hmm. I still want the shoes. Oh, dude, the shoes. Those yeah. exist now. Yeah. I know they exist now. It's just like Marty's style in that, like young Marty. Like or future Marty style is more prevalent than the rest of everyone else. Like the mm-hmm. 
the kind of varsity jacket with the, the fucking hat and the jeans and stuff. Yeah, but those shoe, the shoes, I think, stand out, too, because those shoes look like, oh, those I can actually wear. Yeah, those actually look pretty legit. And they made them. I remember they made them for um, a charity thing. They made about 40 or 100-something pairs. I forgot. What do they call How does he call them again? Like, power, they're, oh, power lace? He's like, whoa, power laces. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're like Nike Air Mags. And they had a whole, like, commercial with it, too, that was cool. I remember they even had Doc Brown in it, right? Yeah. And it was uh, Doc Brown and Bill Hader. And the, they were auctioning them off, and all the money went to the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. But, and uh, there's a really cool video that you guys should scope out. And I'll probably show you where uh, Michael J. Fox wears them. I think I've seen that one. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. It's, like, really, like, I it think, touches your heart a I bit. because of that, that, led, that made Fox, like, another studio... <laughs> Try to do the same thing with Alien, with uh, Ripley's Adidas, or did she have Adidas? Re, uh, the Reeboks. Reeboks. And then they fucked that up, though, by only selling it to men. That's so stupid. Oh, my God, that pisses me off so much. Yeah, I was all like, oh, cool, so, like, they got Ripley shoes. Only available for men. Ripley was a woman? R- Ripley uh, was a woman. And, like, yeah, anyone can wear those shoes? So, yeah. Like, uh, I was like, oh, you fucked up Fox, like... Uh, yeah, like the I think the Nike Air Mags, like most those, those did look pretty cool. Like though. most of those are unisex. Yeah, because and yeah, yeah, they look fucking kick ass. Um, I still want a pair, <laughs> but it it's uh, it's cool to see their concept, and I see the whole mispredicting thing because, as we said earlier, but when it gets to like oh now we have to go to this alternate eighty five, we have to get out of here, suffer with all these casino people. And Billy Zane in a cowboy hat, and now and go back to 1955 and go back to the plot of the first movie. And that one I actually thought is where it got stronger. Like it built up and then it got stronger, um, at least in certain areas. Like um, I like the whole uh, like it's like the it's the not the behind the scenes, but it's like behind the main story. This is what's going down, and mm-hmm. the main Marty from the first movie has no idea. Yeah, and like. He, they're just like inches, almost inches away from meeting each other and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like behind, uh, like Marty, like uh, like our the current Marty is like trying to fix a, another mistake he made. Yeah. The one thing that like also makes this work is when the characters do meet like their past selves or like come close. The effects in those scenes, since it's they're easy effects because they're like they're the same effects you see in like fucking Paratrap and shit of just double the double body the. Two times it works the most are when the two docs meet mm-hmm. or have that their conversation, and they're like, "He, the one that is trying to avoid it, like, yeah. he's like, no, I don't want to see that. I don't want a paradox." And the other time it works is old Biff and young Biff having that conversation in the car, which is also one of the funniest fucking scenes in the movie. And I thought it was work. It worked so well because uh, Marty's like in the back and he's like just inches away. He's like, he's like, I see the fucking magazine, and he's like hi- trying to hide. Yeah. The- they throw the, they, well, like that's like when he when he jumps in, they throw the pink hand at his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just love that interaction between old Biff and young Biff because you know that actor Tom Wilson has to play off his own self. Yeah, so he has to think about what he did and how he did it. Mm-hmm. I love that part though, where, where old Biff calls out how stupid young Biff is. Yeah, make like a, a tree, tree and, and leave. leave. You sound like a damn fool when you say it like that. <laughs> and then how young Biff is just doesn't give a fuck. It's like, who the hell are you? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. When he sees him in the car for the first time, who are you, old man? He's like, what the hell are you doing in my car? <laughs> the other stupid moment, uh, same on the fucking like, like a tree. It's like it's about those 
Uh, it's about as dumb as a screen door in a battleship. It's a screen door in a but on a submarine, you dork. Biff is just so stupid. Manure. I hate manure. Every moment with Biff in this movie, though, is fucking gold. Young Biff, especially. Yeah. But the manure line, I hate manure. <laughs> like also, a piece coming out of his mouth. One of the better lines is from is in the first act, which wasn't my favorite act. But, what? Uh, you can't get over water. Not unless He's you got, got power. <laughs> Jason's got Lee, everybody. Yeah. He's got Lee. Future, future Bruce, Bruce Lee, Lee yeah. in Dragon, yeah. which is a fucking awesome movie. It was cool. I've seen it. We should do a comment. Guess what channel I watched it on? UPN? I'm not supposed yeah. to train Guaylo. Guaylo. <laughs> we, f- goddamn, I need to rewatch that movie. That fucking that scene. That scene at the, night, at the ice factory. Oh, yes. I was all like, because before that, I was like, oh, this is just the drama. It's not really the yeah. action scene. And then these guys get out. You owe us money. I was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a weird movie. That's why I would love to cover it maybe yeah. one day down the road. Uh, <laughs> you but, left my brother a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, even the pit, even when they showed the footage like of how Biff came into... That whole Biff Tannen story thing, rewatching it, is fucking awesome. Because <laughs> you see him... There's always like a big dumb smile on his face. He's like, look what I did. The Biffco one, it's like, yeah, all right. Or when like the one the one that makes me laugh my ass off is the Marilyn Monroe one. Oh, he's like <laughs> looking down. He's like, oh. hey, <laughs> it's so dumb. Uh, and it works because that actor is so fucking good as Biff Tannen. Yeah, yeah. Like this was your role. This is the this role. is like a nice part later on uh, in the story. Like I think right when he gets the almanac or is about to, mm-hmm. where he chases down the uh, Lorraine uh, Marty's mom in the past. He goes, you're going to marry me. You're going to marry more, more, uh, Lorraine. Not for a million dollars. We'll see about that. <laughs> and then, like, it's kind of foreshadowing of this possible future. Like, yeah. Lorraine. Lorraine. <laughs> Man, that's not the best. <laughs> million dollars, huh? Fucking Lorraine in this movie, too. Well, when, when she finally married him, he had more than a million dollars. Yeah. Though, so. Yeah. They fucking put Lorraine through the ringer in this movie because fucking you find out that in the alternate timeline, George McFly is dead, which we need to fucking talk about really quick. Yeah. Well, like, one thing is, she had a happy marriage. Yeah. Because she, like, reveres George. Like, mm-hmm. whenever Biff talks badly about him, she gets, like, really pissed. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, a shit marriage. It was, like, still the charming George that Marty had given, like, made yes. for him. And then, then he gets shot. Did they even explain how he dies? They explained that Biff shot him. No, no, no. But, like, the report, like, the newspaper article, it says he gets shot, right? Yeah, he gets murdered. murdered. Yeah. Okay, murdered, yeah. And you don't know who it is, but Biff Tannen reveals that it's him. I mean, it was pretty obvious that it was But can we talk about the behind the scenes? The actual behind the scenes of Crispin Glover? God damn. Yeah, that's some shit, man. Okay, so Crispin Glover is not in this film. Not not actually in this film. Not actually in this film. His presence is in the film. But do you know why he's not in this movie? Uh, I think I don't remember why he chose not to be in the movie, but I remember what happened after he said no. Okay, so let me give you the stuff from IMDb, our lovely source. So there was a stumbly block in negotiations with Crispin Glover because the other actors uh, negotiated being in sequels, right, or something of that. He was offered less than both Leah Thompson and Tom Wilson. Uh, Crispin believed this was due to Bob Gale taking exception to Crispin voicing his disapproval of the original ending of the first film. 
or the McFly's viewed money and material possessions as rewards, causing a script change. During sequel negotiations, Crispin's agent expressed to producers that Crispin wanted fair compensation, in addition to a script approval clause in his contract. Bob Gale refused to give in to either of these requests, instead offering a lower salary amount than the first offer. So he had, he had already offered him, like, what, a lower salary? Yeah. And then he lowered it even more? Yes. That's a fuck you move. Yeah, it is. After Christmas turned down the lowball offer of 125... Fucking A. Gale rewrote the script, sequel script to lessen George McFly's screen time. Jeffrey Weissman was cast as George, and using molds of Crispin made on set of the first film, was dressed in facial prosthetics to look like him. Yeah, and then they put him upside down so it would be even harder to tell. Yes. All shots of Weissman are here showing him from behind, at a distance, upside down, or with sunglasses to fool the audience that Crispin was in. And you mentioned... You added more to that. Yeah, after Crispin saw that, he's like, they didn't pay me for my image, so I'm going to sue them for just using my likeness. Which, when I say it like that, sounds a bit egotistical, but it's like... No, he's not in the wrong. Yeah, no, he wasn't, and he's not. He's like That's like... They used his image without paying him, like, for, like, scenes he acted in, and then they just tried to reuse it for free without even, like, asking him if it was okay. Mm-hmm. And then... Because of that, that's a precedence for future actors where you can't just use their likenesses without some type of uh, payment. Yeah, you must pay them. This kind of goes back to that thing I've been saying where they should have uh, <coughs> Don Cheadle <laughs> green screen over all of <laughs> all of Terrence Howard's scenes, <laughs> all of Howard scenes in the first Iron Man movie. I mean, that would work. That would that be, would cool. be <laughs> Pretty good. I, I wouldn't mind that at all, actually. Terrence Howard. <laughs> Me. I get him up. I'm a man. Roll the teeth anymore. Think about it. They would, no, it they would no longer have to pay him. <laughs> and we no longer have to be like, that guy was a fucking dick. <laughs> True. True. We don't have to be like that. However, uh, yeah, I don't know if Chris McGlover won the lawsuit or not, but it must have called ties because uh, Chris McGlover would work with Zemeckis again on the film... Beowulf. I think he explains it on the um, Nerdist podcast. Oh, he has a podcast? Well, on the Nerdist podcast with Chris Harwick, he interviews Crispin Glover. Oh, shit. Crispin Glover talks about it on there. That's really? Where I, that's why I heard about it. I think he did win it because the judges, I think, ruled in his favor. Like, yeah, they're trying to they're trying to use you without having you in it. Because I think there was actually more where they actually like straight up just showed his face. Oh, shit. And he's all like, no, like, that's not right. Okay, I want to... I want to listen to that after we do this. That's or yeah, soon because that's that would really interest me because I've always been fascinated with that fact. Yeah, because like it's dude, even as a kid, it's so obvious that's not fucking Crispin Glover. Well, I always wonder why he wasn't in it more. You know, like, yeah. When I was a kid watching, it, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Well, before I watched the entire series, when I watched it, I just thought it was some guy. And then when I re- when I finally watched the whole series, I was like, "Why isn't he in it like more after this?" And then why wouldn't they get a guy? that looks like Crispin Glover like to play the dad like Seamus or anything like that mm-hmm. in 3 yeah and then like they kind of from there on they kind of start going with this idea that all of Marty's kids or his descendants like anyone related to Marty's going to look like Marty yeah and it but Crispin Glover doesn't look like Marty at all yeah like they make Marty's kids look exactly like him like there's Marty Jr. and Marlene yeah Marlene that fucking name that was very confusing because as a kid I was all like why is that girl doing like turning her head so oddly? 
You know when she does the, the little... Yeah. I, Dude, she, that takes me was, back so much. I was all like, why is she... I, as a kid, I was like, why is she doing it that way? And and now that we're talking about, like, the Descendants or and things like that, the and... punk band. Yeah. Fucking great punk band. <laughs> Goddamn. Listen to the Descendants, kids. Um... The effects in this movie do not hold up. Oh, not all shit. of them. Not, not all of them. No, and I'm not. I would, I would say a good thirty percent aren't as good. And I'm mostly talking about makeup effects here. Yeah. Because for like the effects that we see, where it's like green screen, or as you pointed out, that scene in the alley. Oh man, oh. that was really bad. That was real bad. Can you talk about it, Matt? Oh, it it was on par with like you know the fucking cartoon superimposure from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It was, but like it felt worse. Yeah, could you? Yeah, did, because not only was it cartoony, but they tried to three D render it. Yeah. Yeah. It so the, it's a shot in the alley when it's uh, Marty and Doc are looking <laughs> at Jennifer looking being put, the, yeah. put in the police car, and man, it's so bad. And <laughs> I didn't notice. <laughs> they, they actually get into a real. Police they get into a real fucking car. Yeah, like I know. A vehicle that they actually <laughs> enter and you it can moves. You see a real door. Yeah. In the back. You can see and a like, shadow like, on, the, on the floor. Like, like just this thing. little tidbit of the fucking... Uh, of the top light behind the fake top light. Yeah. And and I didn't notice, like, really notice it until now. And I had seen it in theater, but I guess I was not... But no, even in theater, you could tell makeup effects are fucking awful. And, like, the... So, yeah, sometimes. The flying... The flying at times looks really good, because they actually did, did build, like... Sets and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like sets and cars, too. Yeah. That, like... They could move, around, move, it, yeah. move around with wire and all that crazy shit. But sometimes it felt like the closer it got, the better it looked. Mm-hmm. The further away some things were, the worse it looked. Yeah, and I always liked it when they actually show a flying car like flying up, like oh fuck, that's cool. But then when they show it like moving, whipping around fast, and you tell it's like green screen there. When they do the uh, the one where they when they first get to the future and like all the cars are zooming back, that yeah. actually kind of gets to me though. That's awesome, but like that's awesome like to see. But then there's something like Marty's hoverboard in the tunnel is really bad. Yeah, especially when he's like as he's heading out. Yeah, the fucking makeup effects though. The one that stands out the most is the Cubbies, dude. Holy shit! You pointed oh it out god. too. My god, that is disgusting. Yeah. Reminds me of that uh, that old guy mask from that that episode of Goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah, don't, yeah, it fucking does. Or it even looks like that mask from that vine where the guy puts the finger in. Oh. <laughs> like, that's how it looks. <laughs> that's, that's one of the nun masks from the town. Yeah, that's, that, it, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, that's a good movie, by the way. But, um, oh, man. Just like, by the fucking sea. Thank you, I remember you called it that. It made that movie quite enjoyable. <laughs> Inaccurate. I forgot, I forgot where I was watching that. Yeah, just for the freaking see, and you could tell that they like, you know, they tried, but no, that latex effect is god awful. Lorraine older looks fine. Like middle aged or old old. Like middle aged and old old. Yeah. And the best part about it though is that mm. <laughs> real Leah Thompson still looks like fucking Leah Thompson. Yeah, like, she's pretty amazing. <laughs> Her daughter is pretty cute too. So, um, no, like, like those effects work, like, and even, like, when they make someone old, older, but they don't go the whole hog, like, all latex and creepy. Even, like, Marty looks alright when he's his daughter. It It's a, a bit fucking albino-esque, but it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, um, 
Yeah, that's kind of all I have to say. But uh, oh, everyone's acting their ass off in this movie, though. Yeah, they're pretty great. You could tell they they were get they like oh we're doing a sequel oh we love this property like you could tell they, they actually like working on it. Yeah, like Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd are still fucking great. Christopher Lloyd throughout all this is always amazing though. I like it because he's in it. He, well, no, he's in it a lot in the first one, but I feel like he's more involved in the actions going on. Mm-hmm. This one he's kind of like on the side doing his own thing. Yeah. To help the plot, but when there's moments of like him talking to Marty or talking about what he wants to see like oh the old west or yeah. getting really diving into that but which which is shown a lot more in the third one which is that's christopher lloyd just that being fucking acting his ass off and being amazing sure. it there's just it's just a movie that's all set up to something else and there's this thing that they this trope that they have in movies called the two-part trilogy yeah you're gonna mention that so the two-part trilogy is whenever a movie is a trilogy but the second and third one are a continuing thread, not the first one. Famous, a, a famous example of that would be something like um, before it became five movies. Parts of the Caribbean was a perfect example of that, because Dead Man's Chest immediately affects fucking At World's End. Right. But Curse of the Black Pearl has no bearing on any of those two. No, but Curse of the Black Pearl is actually really good, anyways. Yeah, no, Curse of the Black Pearl is fucking amazing, <laughs> in my opinion. I think it's one of the best movies of like in like last decade really good yeah I appreciate the writing but it's it's I one of those I honestly thought there was gonna be like some sort of cursed black pearl in like a movie. literal part. yeah oh okay oh before you watched it yeah then when I found out it was a ship I was like this is bullshit <laughs> I Fuck want my this. money back this is bullshit this is not the curse of the black pearl this what? is the curse on the crew of the black pearl <laughs> what is this movie what is this movie about ships have a Actually, fucking the, ship the called ship Black Pearl? as well. In the moonlight, it also becomes tattered and ugly. Yeah. Another example of this is also The Matrix. Yeah, but The Matrix is... Well, I mean, the first one's great. The Matrix... You know someone told me? I mean, if she's listening, you know, she, she'll know my opinion. But, okay. Um, she's like, the second one was really good. And I looked at her, I was like, what? She goes, yeah, you gotta rewatch it. I was like, I don't want to rewatch it. Yeah. She's like, it actually has a better story than the first one. I was like... Have you seen the first one? <laughs> um, the other one. What? Oh yeah, no. The first one. I thought the second one was good, but the third one dragged on for too fucking long. Okay, I have to rewatch the second one to see if it's any good. At all. I cannot do the Ma- like the Matrix sequels at all. Animatrix is pretty cool, just because it stands alone on almost. Still haven't seen it. I'm looking it up on a TV trips about the two-part trilogy. Another example that they point out that I didn't really think about is uh, the Dark Knight trilogy is a two-part trilogy. Except the two parts are the first one and the third one. Interesting. The second one's a standalone. Well, no, because things in that one affect the, the third But, one. like, if you were to watch it as a, I guess, as a cohesive here, like, there's stuff from the first one that affects more of the third one yeah yeah for sure because everything in the first one doesn't affect the second one at all mm-hmm. besides the fact that there's a batman that's the only thing yeah so that those are those are other examples of that and i i would attest that this is just a this is a two-part trilogy because you can watch the first back to the future and on its like, own i feel like the captain america series is similar oh they have an example of that too yeah. they said that the first the, one is like the russo said that um that winter soldier and civil war are a two-part story yeah, for sure. That's what that's what they went into them as, and that's how, the, how they wrote them. Oh. So, good. Thank you for bringing that up. 
No, but definitely because the first one is like straight up Just period piece thing, yeah. and kick ass. And yeah, the fucking Back to the Future is like that because if you sell, if you showed someone Back to the Future and you and they're like wow that was really good and you just straight up said and nothing ever happened after they'll be like oh, okay and then they find out on their own their sequels they'll be like oh that's interesting because <laughs> one it the first one stands out so much yeah i was thinking i'm trying to think of others but i can't really well the, the you brought up the like the, the best we, the best ones were parts of Caribbean and captain america dark knight to the point so that was this and um i think we could just get into probably some final thoughts now before we get into some, yeah, no. Where, where do you want to go? You want to go this way or that way? Oh, yeah, we'll go. We'll go this way, Matt. You haven't talked a lot. <laughs> Seems like I'm dead. Okay, Matt. Final I'm thoughts dying. on Back to the Future Part Two. Boy, I'm tired. Okay, what's your rating? Uh, four point five. Four point five out of five. Okay, cool. And why is that? Okay. <laughs> Pat, you're fine. I have to go uh, probably a four out of five. Four out of five and your reasonings? Um, if it wasn't for that really lackluster like opening, um, it probably would have been a lot better. Um, overall, though, the, the, second and, the second and third act are, are nice and they work well into that third movie if you think about it in, in terms of that. If you think of it as a single movie, it doesn't really work too well, but knowing it's part of a trilogy and a continuing story like right after then it works in that yeah. yeah if they had planned it to be a standalone movie it would, it would probably this would probably be a three but because of the sequel i would give it a four just because it sets up this third one a lot better okay so four if i were four point five just a four four okay i'm gonna agree with you on that because yeah as a whole in the trilogy on its own the story works really well because now it's telling a story of character uh, it well, it doesn't work out well, and so and it has to work with the third one. It in conjunction. We I was talking about it with you, and I said I can only watch this if it's followed immediately by three. And it it's still continuing this cool story. I love seeing these characters again, but it does the first act isn't really that interesting. There's good ideas, but it all feels kind of like just set up for something else that you don't get paid off until much later. But luckily, with the advent of you know DVD and this being in a box set, which is pretty fucking cool, um, you can immediately get to that. So I give it a four out of five as well. And that will do it for this part. Uh, Matt, you're our guest, like thereof. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. You created this whole thing. That's a. It was a joke, Matt. Don't trip. Get him. Get him. Anyway, where can they find you? <laughs> yeah, he's stuck in the wormhole tumbler up there. Pat, where can they find you? I am on uh, Instagram at Pacha the Great and also on Tumblr at Pacha the Great uh, Follow me on Twitter at Humane Ramblings. Awesome, saucy. You can follow me at SergeBrett on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat if you are into stalking people without them knowing. Also maybe. on Snapchat at Humane Ramblings. There we go. Uh, you can also find this beautiful podcast hosted on SoundCloud and iTunes and Stitcher Radio and Google Play and all po- where all podcasts are available except Spotify. We watching you. 
You can also find us on facebook.com slash filmweekpodcast. Follow us on Instagram filmweek at filmweekpodcast and Twitter at filmweek. We do a lot of updates and cool stuff there and on Instagram photos and maybe, well, yeah, photos and back behind the scenes stuff. It's all fun. It's fucking cool. That will do it for this episode of Back to the Future. But next week is the return of a series of smaller section or smaller thing. How would you call it? I don't know. I'm not sure what you're trying to say. Oh, like, well, a smaller series within our series of the Criteria of the Month. Segment? Thank you. Episode. No yes, thank you. Segment. Thank you so much. Yes. Good job, Matt. Thank you, Matt. The Criterion of the Month. We will be looking at a sequel. Oh my god, there's sequels on Criterion. Who would fucking guess? <coughs> of one of our favorite, one of my favorite movies of last year, and, and I will mention on your list, The 400 Blows had a sequel. Stolen Kisses, in which our homie Antoine Daniel becomes a motherfucking private eye. I am super excited. I don't know why that's the case. I need to find out, and I need it in my life. Can you give it to a kid who doesn't have a education? <laughs> yeah. So, blows and kisses, what's next? Strokes? No, no! <laughs> 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 I don't know. <laughs> So that will happen next week. Uh, we will be back in the world of Truffaut and French cinema. Oh, the French. You've done us so well last year. <laughs> He's Wait, 400 Blows is a French movie? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. In the Rumble Census was a Japanese French movie. Anyway, and after that we'll be... Are you going to be honest on the episode after that episode? Because we will be talking about... X2 X-Men United. And as we've joked before, that is where we'll up to. <laughs> That's where you'll find our X-Men review. Because <laughs> as we talked about X2 in the last X-Men. So that will do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to this. We had a blast. We keep having a blast. And we hope that you had a great time and that you went back in time with so as always we end with a out of context line from the film. son of a bitch stole my idea <laughs> <laughs>